time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. And folks, just like that, we are bringing it to you live again here in San Antonio on the Guadalupe Radio Network with Rise and Walk. Here we go. There you go. I can do that much better without the headphones on today. Uh, folks, God bless you. I hope you all have had a great week. And yesterday with the wonderful solemnity of, um, I was going to say Pentecost. No, no. The Holy <laughs> Trinity. Uh, what a beautiful day, wasn't it, Julie? Absolutely. It's, it's a joy to be a Catholic, as I always say. And in particular to meditate and even try to fathom, which we can't, the, the tremendous, um, beauty of the Holy Trinity and what it means. And we've had lots of discussion in the Reina household about what that means. And we've talked to neighbors about what that means. And it's just fantastic. God is so good. And we're just thrilled to be Catholic. So Amen. happy feast of the Holy Trinity. Amen. Yesterday. We have, uh, of course, Facebook Live going on. So I see David Bazile has jumped on. And so is Dan Seveny. I guess it's Seveny, not 7D. Yay, Dan. Uh, Victoria Ramirez. And, of course, uh, Melissa Lucio Vela. What a go, right. folks. Uh, please share this video. Just click on share right to the very bottom there, somewhere it is, if you're watching on your device. Awesome. And uh, click on Start Watch Party. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Your friends will, f- will find out all about it. Well, here we got nine people watching. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow, what a day today. It's uh, a party already. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what a great day. Um, are you ready for another uh, totally Catholic uh, show? Absolutely. About- it, this is a this is a joy and a blessing to, to be with friends. We, we were just talking before the show that our friend Erica Rodriguez, a friend of ours, a fellow homeschooler of ours, was talking about how she it was just so sweet that she reached out to me and and she said you know I really enjoy listening because it's it feels Is that like we're talking no she's an awesome friend <laughs> and and she said you know I really like I really like hearing y'all because I feel like I'm in on your conversation like I'm just speaking with friends that's how we want you to feel family because this is really about um Catholics coming together, non-Catholics coming together, people of faith coming together, all the listeners coming together to um, really celebrate being Catholic and all that the Catholic Church teaches and all that our Lord and Our Lady wish to um, guide us in. And so we're totally thrilled to be with you every Monday on Amen. Rise and Walk. Amen. I love that. Yeah. And uh, I think very soon I finally got a hold of a, a, a most recent UD grad, uh, Rebecca. I won't say your last right. name yet until we get you into the studio. Um, we'll hopefully be jumping behind the board or maybe just running the cameras, but it'll lighten my load just a little bit. I hope so. And, uh, as we're, we're, uh, I get to get on the other side and pay more attention <laughs> to the show. There you go. I'll say it that way. Cause they're running the board, running the cameras, running the, the script and all that good stuff. And then we're having AC problems today. Can yeah, you believe it, folks? Well. Ah, but oh well. Praise Jesus, right? In all things. <laughs> Praise Jesus in all things, absolutely. Look at that. Uh, we got more people tuning in right now. Again, share this video. Ten people. Uh-oh. we got ten right. people watching this right now. So we got to make sure it's a great show. I do want to mention today, uh, today is June 8th. June uh, hopefully 8th. you all know that. I just realized that a few minutes ago. <laughs> and it's uh, Father Martin Leopold's Father birthday. Father Martin Leopold. He's so. probably 12 years old. He's perpetually young to us. <laughs> yes. He's always he's a, a baby priest. I know Colorado. he's a great priest, but we always think of him as a baby priest because he's younger than us. And we met him way back in the day. And I just, in my heart, he's a young priest. So we wish him absolutely happy birthday today. God bless him in all his endeavors. He's a hardworking priest. Amen. And if you know, he's also the new pastor of our newest parish in town, which they haven't been broken. Or maybe they broke ground already, but. Um, uh, Mary, mother of the church. Yes. And uh, if you know him, send him a note. Send Yay, call the archdiocese. Call Leopold. Maybe one God of the parishes and pastors. Make sure you flood him with love. Amen. Offer a prayer for him today too. Ask oh, God yes. to bless yes. him. When you pray your rosary today, <clears throat> tug hint, him in hint, there. Tug, tug. 
uh, tuck him into that rosary. Please pray for him and all our beautiful priests. Pray yes, for your pastor, absolutely. your parish priests, and all the priests that are out there. And, uh, of course, the bishops and the cardinals and the pope and, and everybody out there. Pray please, the they need church. your prayers. Absolutely. Um, I want to do also mention uh, the uh, new website we have. Uh, yeah. Ready Network, grnonline.com. Boy, you got more people tuning in very catchy. Today. Way to go. grnonline.com. Try yes. to say that five, five times really fast. I can. I can, but I want to do it now. Um, of course, it, it'll pop up and it'll ask you if you want to turn on your location settings, just Which say yes. Awesome. Yeah, that's because awesome. Because the stream that'll bring you will be your your local stream, right. whether you're listening in New Valley or San Antonio or um, maybe Kerrville, Fredericksburg, wherever you're at. Uh, please, 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 just, just turn that on. We're not going to stalk you. We just want to make sure we give you the right <laughs> stuff. Uh, great website, and we're making some changes to our app as well. Uh, those wow, are going to be cool. rolling out real I, soon. I know that I love the app because when I go to HEB, since I don't have like roaming internet, I don't know what that's called. I, I get onto the HEB's free Wi-Fi, and I listen to the Guadalupe Radio Network while I'm shopping. And, wow. you know, it's a great way to evangelize because people are passing you in the pasta aisle and wondering why they're hearing somebody talk about Jesus. And I remember being in the aisles when Joe McLean was interviewing Bishop Strickland. It's <laughs> a great way. People listen, and they're just like, what are you listening to? And who are you, what is that? And I just can't wait for the opportunity for someone to say, hey, what, what are you listening to? To. Amen. Great way to evangelize. Well, now I'm not telling you to take your Bluetooth speaker with you and be blasted. Hey, that would be awesome too. <laughs> shopping carts are large. You can put those in the front yeah, seat of the shopping subwoofer. cart. <laughs> Amen. And then of course, lastly, like I love to mention, please, folks, if you don't have a sticker on your car <clears throat> for Guadalupe Radio Network, your local station. I'm not. I don't care if you're Kerrville, Fredericksburg, Marble Falls, Uvalde, anywhere in San Antonio. <laughs> we've got a sticker for you. Got a sticker for you. Uh, please send us an email at your station call letters like KJMA at grnonline.com. Great. Or uh, KFM or KYRT, whatever it is, and I will rush it over there to you. I may even bring it myself and stick it on your car if you'll allow <laughs> me to. Um, I said that because tomorrow our shareathon is starting again. I our, know. our summer shareathon. Yes, three months ago we did the spring. So you're share-a-thon. setting up your sleeping bag and your yes. you know. <laughs> sleep. We don't get to sleep. We yeah, that's early. right. You don't get to sleep. So and I think Mario gets here at six in the morning and we don't leave till seven thirty at night. I mean, it's just it's crazy. We're on the air from seven a.m. to seven p.m. Uh, it's a big challenge, folks, but, but we, we do our very best to bring you Guadalupe Radio, Catholic Radio, on the EWTN uh, programming, I should say, on the Guadalupe That's Radio right. Network. Please do your part to keep our airwaves Catholic. If you're a summer donor, you probably already got a call from one of us. Um, if you're a spring donor, you forgot to renew. Yeah. If we haven't already called you, we'll be calling you. And yeah. uh, if you can do a one-time donation, great. If you want to start a monthly donation, mm-hmm. please, we'll, we'll take anything you can you can help us out with. If you just got your... Your check, your your stimulus check, and you want to carve out a little bit for Guadalupe Radio, we would absolutely love wow. that. So please keep us in your prayers. And if you want to join us, come on out to the studio. Um, we've got some volunteers because we have the call center on Friday, and we're practicing social distancing. We're keeping everything clean. We're wiping everything down. I'm going to fact, I've even made some plexiglass division uh, dividers for our, our main table here. <laughs> but if you want to come out on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday to help me make a few calls, I'll take a few of y'all. Just send us an email. Just just give me a call or message me on Facebook. Um, yeah. I'll take you. I need the help. God bless you. Um, today, uh, hopefully you all have heard that uh, the Rosary Crusade for Life, the fourth version, the fourth part of it, of the you know the four sets of mysteries, uh, the mm-hmm. Glorious Mysteries, I believe that's what they're going to be focused on. The Rosary Crusade for Life yeah. is this coming Friday evening and Saturday. Of course, it's a virtual conference like all the other ones that are out mm-hmm. there. And we're going to have Father Will Combs as our guest to talk all about 
this Rosary Crusade. And that's a topic that's near and dear to Julie's in my heart, and yes. I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun with it. And if he can stay, we're going to keep him in the after party, <laughs> the after show. I mean, party with party. the priest is always awesome, party, so yeah, let's do so, it. <laughs> amen. Um, and we're going to be talking about uh, this coming Saturday is the Feast of St. Anthony. Amazing. The, pa- uh, the, Padua, the, the patron saint of this beautiful city, city of St. Anthony, in case oh, you don't amazing. realize that. <laughs> Um, amazing. I don't want to give away too many details because I want to save it for when we start talking I about know. him. It's incredible. But, uh, He's incredible. He really, really, <laughs> really is. But I had no, and I can raise my hand and say I had absolutely no clue how incredible he was until we were asked to learn about him. And oh my goodness, this saint is ah, amazing. Just yes. incredible. Uh, amazing. So we U-H hope to open your amazing. eyes to that and make you a complete devotee of St. Anthony. We live in the beautiful city of St. Anthony. Amen. So we need to be devoted to him. Yes, yes, yes. So before we say anything more, let's begin the rest of this show, as okay. we do always, with prayer. And if you join me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Because amen. yesterday was the Feast of the Holy Trinity. We will pray, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and ever shall be, world without, without end. end. Amen. amen. Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of the Church. Pray for us. St. Joseph, Patron of the Universal Church. Pray for us. St. Anthony, Doctor of the Church and Patron of our great city. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, I forgot I put that in there. I wanted to surprise folks because... St. Anthony the Padua is a doctor of the church. He's a doctor of the church. I had no idea. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 and I wonder how many San Antonians really, really know well, that he's a doctor of the church. That's a really big deal. There's not what are there 33 of uh, doctors of the 36 church? or or maybe 36. 38 because I know we had two more uh, another um, female or I two. I mean, think about all the saints who have ever lived through the entire history of the Catholic Church, and there are that many doctors of the church. Wow. You don't think about no, it no. until you realize it. People may not realize what it means to be a doctor of the church. Just so you'll know, because it's not just a title that we, you know, right. I mean, he's St. Anthony. So he's already, wow, I mean, awesome. Yeah. But to be named a doctor of the church, uh, that means that you exhibited, exhibited some holiness that is truly outstanding even among the saints. Yeah. Uh, the depth of doctrine, uh, it was so deep. His insight was just amazing. Right. And... I got another sheet here because this is from a talk that that, uh, you helped me put together for the Women of Grace. Yeah, that's when we learned so much about St. Anthony. Uh, Oh, yeah. He has an extensive body of writings with uh, with which the church can recommend as an expression of the authentic and life-giving Catholic tradition. Uh, It's just he's so well-versed in the faith beyond the depth of a a, feels weird saying a normal saint. Right. But uh, a truly amazing saint. He was saint exemplary. Anthony. That's there, right. Exemplary. I'm like, what's the word? I, right. I need to find uh, the right word that really uh, expresses what I feel about him. Um, I had the wonderful opportunity to give a talk to the local Women of Grace uh, chapter. Awesome. Uh, of course, you helped me put that together. Fantastic group and, of ladies. Uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I love how they're seeking holiness. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to pat myself on the back, but they asked me to, to, to speak. And they give me the topic to right. speak about, and they mention which is totally exciting when they I do. Know, I love it that because <laughs> I don't know everything. I want to learn everything, but I think well, I, hold on, our kids are listening. You shouldn't oh, say that you don't know everything. Right, right, right. Oops, they are paying attention. I need to be watching my phone. Forget to see you that. heard that, children. Yes, turn, turn it off right now. Um, but I learned so much. That, you know, depending on what topic exactly the, that they're sharing with us, they want us to 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 speak about. And the more you, it's kind of like our faith. The more you learn about right. it, the more you realize you don't know a lot. Anything. <laughs> 
wow. a drop in the bucket. You and I often say that when we're given topics to be uh, to speak on at different things, it's an opportunity. It's almost like we know that God is telling us, Richard Reyna, he's telling you, you need to learn about St. Anthony de Padua. And yes. so we learn. Yes. And and it's a beautiful thing. So if you've ever had that experience where a saint comes up in your conversation, you pass by something in a church or on the Internet, take that as a beautiful little nudging from God, from the Holy Spirit, that you might need to learn more about this saint because this saint has something to, for you to grow in holiness. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to throw little, little nuggets out there because uh, when you told me that he was actually an introvert, yeah. Like, what? You know, he was a great preacher. <laughs> right. I, I'm not sure if he said great orator, but but mm-hmm. uh, it yeah. was, he was amazing. Yeah. And that whole story of of his life, um, even as far as you know his youth and uh, the order that he would originally joined. Right. Uh, it, it's an amazing story. Uh, I'm not sure if you have some of the notes you'd like to share about how he came uh, to be, because he was born in the year 1195. Yeah, so we're was, talking about somebody from the 1100s, 1200s. A long, I know, it's a long time ago. <laughs> yes. uh, in Lisbon, Portugal, you know, right. we say the Pado, but that's, that's I think Pado is where he, where he died. Right, yeah, right. He wasn't uh, there uh, all his life. He was born right. in Lisbon. Um, and Portugal, what, a, what, a, what an amazing place. We've never been there, but I'd love to go one of these days. Uh, his father was a captain in the Royal Army. And already at the age of 15, uh, he had an enlightened, I'm sorry, he'd already entered the congregations, congregation of canons regular of St. Augustine and devoted himself uh, with great earnestness to both the study and the practice of piety in the monastery. At, at 15? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that one paragraph alone just freaks me out about him. <laughs> uh, the, of course, the monastery was in Coimbra. I think I'm saying that right. That's in yeah. Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at about that time, some of the first members of St. Francis's order were coming through the Franciscans. You know, See, and we forget his connection to St. Francis because St. Francis is so popular and well-known among Christians in general. I mean, how many times do you pass by a house and they've got, yes. a, they've got a statue of St. Francis everywhere? And he's a biggie in the church. Oh, yes. St. Anthony is a doctor of the church, and he was – he knew – St. Francis. I think Pat Basile for for reminding me. Yes, it is 36 doctors of the church. Way to 36. go, Pat. Thank you, Pat. And hello, Andrea Chapa. Way to go. Good <laughs> awesome. to see you out there. Um, but uh, what 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 you need to remember? It's funny how I'm reading this and studying it. You know, St. Francis wasn't St. Francis at the time. He was right. Francis, and he was, he was Francis from Assisi. Right. So I'm not sure they called him Francis of Assisi then, but that's how we <laughs> refer to him. Right. Um, but the relics of of St. Bernard and companions. The first martyrs of the Franciscan Church yeah. really grasp. See, that's what makes it cool. So, so this is the the kind of thing that you think about. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, so it's the kind of thing you think about. We we as Catholics sometimes have uh, been um, told, hey, there's a there's a um, uh, some relics coming through town of so and so, and you me, need to me, come see. Are you? I, I was going to say. <laughs> so I know we, we're excited about this topic, folks. You need to understand it. We're very excited about it. Because uh, these uh, St. Bernard and Companions, what you don't realize is when they passed through uh-huh. where or St. Anthony was, or Anthony of Padua was, uh, they were on their way to go preach in Africa right. to a variety of people, but in a, I think it was a Muslim country. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much... They knew they were going to die. They were going to die. Yeah, they knew they were going to die. They were going to die. Mm-hmm. And so they stayed there for a little bit, then they went on. And a short time afterwards, I don't have the specific time frame, their relics came by, came right. back. So understand, that means they died, they were right. martyred, they were killed, they were martyred for their faith, mm-hmm. their relics. 
and St. Anthony that, that, that grasped it so intensely that a desire was placed in his heart right. to to become a martyr yeah. like they were. He wanted to go right. preach Jesus to people who didn't believe in Jesus as we believe and we understand him to right. be uh, here in the Catholic Church. And he begged and petitioned his superiors, yeah. can I go? I want to go. Join the Franciscans <laughs> right. so I can end up going and do them. I mean, like again, every just, youngster who is feels there a like this, yeah, I mean, just is. immortal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's actually I've I've watched one on YouTube about St. Anthony. It's a um, subtitled movie because it's in a different language, but it was be- it's beautiful to watch. So if you're interested, all you have to do is look up St. Anthony and there's several movies actually about St. Well, Anthony's life. Maybe we need life. to make it a point before coming this coming Saturday, really, the really 13th, good. Yes. Um, his feast day. We yes. should we should watch at least and one. And just think about that. He sees them on their way to their martyrdom. He literally sees them, witnesses their faith, knows that they know darn well, this is it. We're going to our death. And then he gets to witness and their sure relics being, brack, being and brought full back. And the Holy Spirit. Right. And, and unfortunately, and something would happen right now, people would say, you're full of, and they wouldn't say the Holy Spirit. They would think you're crazy <laughs> going to, to a Muslim yeah. uh, uh, right. or a country that doesn't understand right. Jesus. Um, but that inspired him. And I love that. Yeah. So, so with that, he 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 left his. He was allowed to leave his order. Right. And he joined the Franciscans. Right. And I'm sure petitioned, and they were they had sent him to Africa. Mm-hmm. And he would barely set foot in Africa, and then he became very ill. Right. Yeah, very sick. This um, he, his life is a perfect example of your heart can want something very, very, very much, and you can pray to our Lord for it. But because God knows better than you and his plan is always much more perfect and probably completely unseen to you, he decides what's best for you. So it was on his heart to be a martyr. He wanted to go exactly where he knew he would be killed. And God says, oh, Anthony, I love you so much. This is where I want you to be and changes his course. Right. So no, no, no. So he stepped. He got he, he got there, got sick. And even after recovering, he was headed back to right. Portugal but a storm drove his ship uh, to the coast of Sicily, right. of all places, uh, where he was given shelter by the Franciscans. Oh, maybe I'm not saying this right. Um, oh, the Franciscans that were there, that's right. Right. And from there, he was sent to Assisi, where the general chapter of the Franciscans uh, was held. A big meeting, a big gathering of all the Franciscans right. in this May. This is of, a really cool I know, story. I know, right. right. So this gets really neat. And this was in <laughs> May of 1221 right. A.D. And... Uh, Still weak, still sickly, and no evidence of his. Of, remember, he was a he was a, an introvert, He's kind right. of quiet guy. Right. Um, nobody knew that he was that he, his depth of knowledge of Holy Scripture and the teachings of the Church. No one paid any attention to him until the provincial of the friars sent uh, to him the quiet little convent. In oops, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Uh, sent him to a quiet little convent. So mm-hmm. he was there, just learning, still studying, still yeah. doing what, still doing his thing. Um, he spent nine months there as a chaplain to the hermits, doing the lowliest of duties and practicing interior as well as exterior mortifications. Yeah. Just doing things, um, uh, mortification. Just being simple and humble. I mean, think about how many saints we've heard of that were the gatekeeper of their convent, the doorkeeper, the guest master. Um, he's just doing the very simple, humble things. I mean, some of them worked in kitchens. Yep. This was the life of St. Anthony. Very lowly. It's, it's, it's Very amazing. lowly. Yeah. Um, but then St. Anthony was sent to a ceremony of the ordination uh, in Forli. Did I say that right? Forli? Yeah. Forli? Uh-huh. Forli? Uh, but before the seminary, the, the ceremony was going to begin, it was announced that the priest who was going to be given uh, the sermon had fallen ill. He got sick. Yeah. 
Providence. So the local superior there asked the friars in attendance to volunteer. Who wants to give the sermon? <laughs> uh, and, and you can imagine nobody was wanting know, to because speak. you're not prepared. There's you're a not big prepared. Going on. Yeah. You're like, and this is in front of your other brother priests, your other Franciscans. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so person after person after person, they were asking, uh-huh. and they were all declining. They were all declining. <laughs> And obedience is huge in St. Anthony de Padua's yes, uh, world in his, in his approach to things. And uh, amazingly, of course, uh, the, the how do I say it? Because I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning what it would have been like when they get to him. Remember, he's, he was an introvert. He was right. quiet. Uh, they got to him and, and, well, he said yes, out of obedience. Mm-hmm. And he began to speak in a very reserved manner, but soon... Holy animation, as it says here, seized him. And Holy he spoke with animation. such eloquence. This is the part <laughs> I just want to go bam and blow out with it. Uh, learning and, and unction that everybody there was amazed. And if I'm not mistaken, let me see if I've got it here. Uh, I keep saying St. Francis, but Francis was told about the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave St. Anthony the mission to preach throughout Italy. And it was as if, I think St. Francis is quoted as saying this, right? as if it was a second Pentecost. Yeah. Meaning the, the, the I'm going to use my own little bitty words, the vibrancy of his speech, his eloquency, right. everything else I just mentioned, it was amazing. Like he was on fire with the Holy Spirit. Yes, yeah. I mean, right. it was just so, ah. Uh, so St. Anthony uh, was given the task by St. Francis to preach and teach throughout Italy. Wow. Uh, and then, of course, at St. Francis, uh, I keep saying, at Francis's request, St. Anthony taught at uh, the Franciscan theology. Yeah, but their, he was a teacher also. I mean, think about think about how talented he was, very talented. And, and it was because of his eloquent speech that began all of that. And he mm. was just inspired and became well known for his and, sermons. Well, Francis wanted Anthony to teach, though, so, <laughs> and I quote, that the spirit of prayer be not extinguished either in yourself or in the other brethren. Right. I mean, he wanted it to spread because it's contagious. Right. And it's like when people smile, they say, oh, smile is contagious. So it's the Holy Spirit. Right. That's if right. You're, if you're full of joy, it's such an amazing, I can only imagine. I get excited about it. Um, and man, time's going fast. We're at 22 minutes into this. Um, and for that reason, uh, he never ceased to exercise his office as preacher despite his work of teaching. Um, at times, the crowds were so large the no church was large enough. Yeah, that's uh, so he had what, to preach in the open air. Yeah, when I read that, I thought, "Wowie, Kazawi!" I mean, hordes of people are coming to hear him speak. Uh, you Pretty know, awesome. There were enemies that were reconciled after listening to to, to Anthony. Uh, <laughs> sinners reconciled with God. They came back to the church. Came back to to and they asked for public forgiveness for the things that they'd done wrong. Uh, you know, I can go on and on and on, but there's some miracles. Yes, and I was going to say when you're when you were talking about that and talking about enemies in the crowd, there's there's a story that he's standing on a platform and he's preaching and he literally says the devil is about to make this oh, platform right. collapse, and it happens. Boom! And he falls and he just stands right back up and keeps preaching. I mean, it, this his story is just amazing. His whole his whole life is fantastical, and it sounds. So amazing that it's easy to think, oh, this this can't be true. These things can't be can't be truth because there's there's something called the 13 miracles of Saint Anthony. Now I guarantee you, there's a lot more than 13. No no question about it. And some of the most famous ones are crazy crazy cool. Like there's a story 
about how a young man came to him to confession. And in his confession, he says that in, an, in, a, in a fit of anger, he kicked his mother. Oh. And he kicked her so hard that she actually fell. And under his breath, St. Anthony said in the confessional, the leg, the, the, the foot that hits, that strikes a mother or father should be cut off. And he definitely did not mean it as instruction. He just said it like, oh, my right. goodness, that's really bad. So he absolves the young man. But the young man, in hearing St. Anthony say that under his breath, was so distraught, realizing, obviously, I mean, how many times are you in the confessional and you, you confess your sins? They become very real when you say them out loud to someone else. It's like exposing yourself. Right. That's why it's a humiliation. It's, it's humbling to say your, your sins to someone else. This young man goes home and chops his leg off, like below the knee, just chops it off. Well, the mother and the parents come to St. Anthony, you know, screaming and yelling and wailing and and so terrified at what he's done. St. Anthony comes rushing to his side, comes in, takes the leg, puts it, puts it against the, you know, the severed foot leg against the severed knee praise and it is healed and the man jumps up and starts praising god and wow. thinking i mean stuff like this is all over so i <laughs> you know I, i'm big on uh, you know the, the image there's several images but you usually see saint anthony holding the, the, the child, child jesus, jesus yeah that comes from is uh, he was spending the night um at a friend's house and a man walked over at night uh, saw and found saint anthony holding the child jesus I in know. his arms unspeakably uh, beautiful and surrounded with heavenly light. I mean, it just, I'm sure the guy witnessing this knew it was Jesus because of what he felt when he saw it. (laughs) I mean, incredible. And think about how, I mean, I'm always so thrilled when I see a church that has the the statue of St. Anthony and it's usually with St. Anthony either holding the child Jesus or sometimes you see St. Anthony with a book open and Jesus is the baby. Jesus is like standing on the, on the book. It's just amazing. He has stories galore. So I have to tell you another one. It's really amazing. So he's off in far away and his dad who owns property um, is, is okay. So there's two people in their, their town that hate each other. And one night, one of them kills the other and buries the body right next to, or in In the property of St. Anthony's dad's property. So what is the, yeah, he's like, he was like a dignitary. St. Anthony came from a a nice family. And so, of course, his dad, even though he's saying, hey, I have nothing to do with this, is hauled off to prison. Well, St. Anthony hears about it, asks for permission, all about obedience. But he has a gift of knowledge and finds out about it. Exactly. You're right. He's given the gift of awareness that this is happening by God himself. He asks for permission to leave. It's not like he just takes off. It's another sign of obedience. He asks for permission to be gone one night, one night. And he's like 1,200 miles away from where his parents live. He gets there within an hour or two, no problem. Who knows how he gets there because, well, we know how he gets there. But back in the day, no one could understand. He goes to the courthouse and at the trial and begins to say, there's, you know, no way my father did this and I'll prove this to you. And he has the judge and the jury and the surrounding people come with him to the burial site of the guy who was killed. And he stands over the grave and he says, I command you to tell me by the power of God, of course, by the power of God, I command you, compel you. 
who was it who killed did this man kill you and the dead body sits up from the ground and says he did not kill me he's not my killer and i think he says who is his killer and then the man turns to saint anthony the dead man turns to saint anthony and says i did not receive absolution for my sins before i died and begs saint anthony to do it St. Anthony absolves him and he lays back down <laughs> dead. <laughs> and of course his dad is his dad is released. Crazy stories like that. Crazy awesome stories like that. If you want to just be absolutely amazed by the stories of a saint, this is a life you need to read about. There Amen. are just crazy, crazy cool stories. You know, stories. one of the ones that I like, uh I mean I'm serious. These are all documented uh miracles in St. Anthony's life. Not a lot of people liked him because he would challenge them when it came to the faith. Right. And he found himself having dinner one time in a city surrounded by a bunch <coughs> of men that did not quite like what he mm-hmm. was about. Mm-hmm. And they, he had dinner there with them. And oops, I, uh, and, and was eating. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right before he started to eat, the Holy Spirit revealed to him that the food that he was about to eat oh. was poison. Kind of like St. Benedict, right? Oh, that's, that's right. Reminds that's me of St. Right, Benedict. Right, from the middle. Um, so before he takes a bite, he blesses the food. And it's fun. I love doing this. He takes a big old <laughs> scoop and, and starts eating. Now, maybe he didn't take a big scoop, but he started eating the food. Right. And, of course, to the amazement of all that were in attendance, who knew full well that they had poisoned the food, Crazy. they were amazed. And <laughs> I think the quote is that you put in one of my documents that he exhorted them joyfully. Or something mm. like that. Like, How'd you like, how would you like that? You, <laughs> you try to kill a guy. He doesn't get killed by what you do. And then he goes about the business of Saint telling you, hmm, mm. I don't know that you should have done that, and you have a lot of problems, and blah, blah, and it just seems to be like, that's pretty and amazing. And that brought about their conversion yeah, no kidding. back <laughs> into the faith. I mean, just again, just story after story after story. We don't have two minutes left. Um, is there one you want to specifically uh, talk about? Oh, my goodness. There's the a fish. ton of stories about, I mean, we've seen pictures. There's beautiful artwork. If you want to look at images of St. Anthony, there's beautiful artworks about him preaching to the fishes because he was going to preach to a town and nobody wanted to listen to him. And he said, fine, I'm not going to preach to you. And the power of God came over all these fish. And there they are, like, fluttering above the water with their heads, listening to St. Anthony. And all the people see this and they're like, I think we better listen to this guy. And suddenly everybody <laughs> listens. There are stories about him bringing people back to life. Uh, uh, a baby that was boiled oh, in water. Right. She, the mom comes running with the baby who had fallen into a boiling pot of water. The bo- baby comes back to life, no problem. People are brought back to life all the time. There's Miracle Upon Miracles, the famous one about the mule and how this is really important with us being away from the Eucharist. For a while, I mean, he it's just fantastic. And he's the perfect saint for devotion to not only because he's a doctor of the church, his writings are magnificent. He led a holy and saintly life, but also because if you want to be inspired and you want to read, I mean, we forget God is almighty. He could turn you and I into elephants if he wanted to right now and without even (laughs) that'd be kind of cool. But I mean, we forget um, God is almighty. He can do whatever he pleases in the blink of an eye. And and he did it and showed it through St. Anthony's life. And it, he's really amazing. So this is our this is this, our city is named after St. Anthony of Padua. We should know our saint. We should ask him, especially in this time where it feels like everyone's lost their faith. Everyone's there's chaos. There's craziness. There's fear. There's danger. Go to St. Anthony. Ask him. We've lost our faith, St. Anthony. 
We've lost our peace, St. Anthony. Mm. We want to yearn for God and be with him. Find him for us. Help us find him again. Because he's, he's the patron of lost things, which I think is just a minor thing in his lineage of awesomeness. But we need to know St. Anthony. So this Saturday... If it's possible for you to get to Holy Mass, go to Holy Mass. If you have an image or a statue of St. Anthony, venerate that. Pray for that. Pray for that. There are tons of prayers in his honor. Ask him, St. Anthony, intercede for me. He's a powerful, powerful saint. Okay, so there's no our session on St. Anthony. Boy, <laughs> I'm serious. We should have probably booked a whole show talking about St. <laughs> Anthony. But we're about to take a quick break. Uh, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back with Father Will Combs of the Yay. Brothers of the Beloved Disciple about his rosary crusade for life. I want you to tune in. I want you to tell your friends. I want you to share this video. Just click on share and start watch party. Please do that. Folks, again, we will be right back in just a few minutes. Don't go nowhere. God bless you. Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello there, Guadalupe Radio Network listeners. This is your general manager, Richard Reina. The 2020 Summer share is coming at us quickly. And this year's Summer share theme is celebrating 20 years. We ask that you please keep the success of the share in your prayers. And call in to make a pledge of support beginning Tuesday, June 9th. Thank you. And may God richly bless you and protect you, especially during this coronavirus pandemic. How has your hunger for Holy Communion grown since the quarantine? Does your heart yearn for Jesus and a connection to the body of Christ unlike before? Then you're invited to celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi with thousands of Catholics across the global body of Christ at the first free virtual Eucharistic conference, June 12th through the 14th. There will be over 50 presenters sharing inspiring testimonies and teachings on the Holy Eucharist. Register today at virtualcatholicconference.com slash Eucharist 2020. You're listening to Rise and Walk with my dad and mom, Richard and Julie Reyna. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. The fourth and final Rosary Crusade for Life will take place June 12th and 13th. This is a free two-day virtual Catholic workshop and will cover the glorious mysteries. Join in as we continue to learn and discern the sign of the times that we may go forth into battle, praying the rosary with all our heart, mind, and strength to completely defeat the flesh, the world, and the devil. This is a spiritual workshop to answer the call by the Holy Spirit to raise up Our Lady's Army. United Hearts of Jesus and Mary, triumph and reign. To learn more about this workshop or to find out how to register, visit St. Mary Magdalene's website, stmarymagdalenesa.org. You won't want to miss this great opportunity to learn more of the spiritual warfare we find ourselves in now more than ever. That website again is stmarymagdalenesa.org. Now, back to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie. And we are back. I see my, my, my fingers don't seem to be working just quite right. I want to make sure I've got that right. Um, I'm too busy dancing. The, that music is very catchy to me, and I feel like I've got to like move a little bit every time I hear it. 
because it's pretty catchy. It I'm sure, sure everybody is. else uses it, but that's really <laughs> cute music. And, I like and, it. And I've got to say, but um, hopefully Molly's listening right now. That's probably the best <laughs> PSA he's ever recorded. Yes, I agree. We're both going. Wow, that sounds really good, Mario. Um, and we are very, very blessed to have with us on the line Father Will Combs. Father, by chance, are you there with us? Yes, Richard, Julie, Woo! I am. Hey, Father Will, we love you <laughs> and we miss you. Oh, my God, I miss you, too. Yes, virtual hug to you all. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, so, Father, uh, you know, Julie and I just finished speaking about uh, St. Anthony of Padua, how amazing he is, and, and uh, to, to, to heighten his uh, feast day this coming Saturday, you put a Rosary Crusade for Life on Friday and Saturday. I'm loving that. Uh, uh, tell us, and all of our listeners out there right now, uh, all about this Rosary Crusade for Life and why it's so important right now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, now is the time, uh, indeed, of salvation. Well, certainly, uh, Saint San Antonio de Padua was the evangelical doctor uh, with angelic tongue. And indeed, we are in need of uh, this new evangelization. We're living in a post-Christian society where those who are marginally raised Christians, and many have rejected the faith, um, Jesus speaks about that when a house is empty, seven demons will come back, and it'll be much worse than it was at first. And there's a, a huge spiritual and moral vacuum in our land right now, and great confusion, even among us Christians, uh, Catholics, uh, where everything can be easily secularized and polarized, either left or right, and it's really dividing and breaking apart the, the body of Christ, and in great confusion, yeah. a time of great confusion, of really what is right and wrong, good and bad, true and false, Often things are reduced to just for me, it's good or bad for me, and I don't want to impose my beliefs on anyone else, which leads to a relativism and a great confusion. And um, it's almost, I like to use the analogy of, of mixing brownies with dog poop. So, um, you know, they look alike, but there's a big difference. If you mix the two together, it's just, it's, it's poison. There's a lot of uh, oh, yeah. good-tasting poison out there. Absolutely. Oh, Boy, Father, I really like brownies, and now I'm going to have to take a <laughs> 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 Never get brownies from Father Will. Is that what I'm saying? Is that the message? I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Father. Um, I, you know what, Father, before I, before I let that pass, you mentioned the, the, the tongue of St. Anthony. One of the things we forgot to mention was that St. Yes. Anthony's tongue is incorrupt and, and, right. and on yeah. display and vener- able to be venerated. I mean, talk about God. If he decides to do something, he decides to do it. And this this man spoke with great beauty and perfection about our Lord and all the things that we need to be drawn to. And I think it was perfect that you mentioned he had a holy tongue. He he spoke truth, and we need that truth. And Our Lady, Our Lady, can bring us that truth. What what do you say? What can you tell us to inspire us? Richard and I are just wanting to sing the praises of the Holy Rosary all the time. Tell us about oh, this good. Rosary for yeah. Life crusade. Mm, yes, well, see, indeed, it's the truth that sets the, the captives free. As Jesus says, anyone who commits sin is a slave to sin, mm-hmm. but I've come that you may know the truth. And truly, if you're my disciple, you'll know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Free to love. And St. John Paul II, he's, you know, he, he wrote 25 years ago, we're celebrating this great encyclical on the gospel of life, mm-hmm. where he speaks about we're living in these times. Uh, between the culture of life and the culture of death. He's really kind of echoing what he said right before he became a pope in Philadelphia in 1976. He says that we're living in the time between the Christ and the Antichrist, between the church and the anti-church, the gospel and the anti-gospel. And it's so important that we know the difference, living our baptism, separating the good from the evil, the right from the wrong. And that's what's so beautiful about the rosary, to really 
see reality according to the, the perspective of God himself. And that's what's so beautiful about God, that he loves us so much he became one of us, saying, come and follow me. And a great way to follow God, to follow Jesus, is through his birth, life, death, and resurrection. And that's what the rosary is all about. You know, it's, so it's wonderful, a great, Father. great way to see reality and uh, the truth to set us free to greater love. Yes, you know what? We, Richard and I like to talk about this all the time, that the rosary is a weapon, a fabulous, wonderful, yeah. pointy, sharp, scary weapon, and that it can really be used to crush the devil. And we talk about this all the time about how, in fact, I think Johnette was talking about this on the way to the studio I was listening and she was talking about how um, we, as the children of Mary, can gather and pray the Holy Rosary and be part of her heel that that smashes out the devil. And I always love the picture that, <laughs> that's circling on Facebook where there's sort of like an icon drawing and it's Our Lady punching the devil. And then underneath it, it says, Our, Our Hail Mary, full of grace, punch the devil in the face. Oh. <laughs> And I really think it's important. People think the rosary is for old women, Father. It's not for old women. It's for everyone, everyone who wants to be close to Our Lady and be part of this battle. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the greatest weapons of the enemy is distraction. He wants mm-hmm. to get us so distracted so we're not thinking about God. We're thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about things, all kinds of idols and attachments and fears and worries and desires. And we, we lose, lose sight of where we're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So what's so so beautiful and powerful about the rosary and the secret of the rosary, of course, you know, every you know we have a body and a soul. Same thing with the rosary. The, the rosary has a body and a soul. The body is, is the beads and, and the lips, you know, saying Our Father and Hail Mary. But the, the soul of this prayer, the heart of this prayer, is meditating on these mysteries with our Blessed Mother as we follow her son through these mysteries of his birth, life, death, and resurrection. And obviously, when we were... Thinking God and meditating on God, God is with us, Emmanuel, and if God is with us, who can be against us? The devil is very scared in the presence of the Lord and Our Lady. Amen, amen. You know, what I love about uh, what you're saying is, is you know, pe- people sometimes don't, will, will tell you, ah, man, the, really, the devil it doesn't exist. And I tell them, you know what, pray a rosary without getting distracted. Let's see how quickly you get distracted. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean? And it happens, it happens. And I obviously try and pray, ask a little petition, help me to be focused and not be distracted and keep the evil on the way as I pray this next rosary. And you know what? I'm getting less and less distracted. I love that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the devil exists. And we have this great weapon uh, available to us, the Holy Rosary. And I remember not fully understanding the Holy Rosary. I just thought, you, you know, you just you know, said the prayers, uh, uh, the Hail Mary, the Our Fathers, the Glory Bees, and you're good. Until I started learning more and more about my faith and realized, whoa, we're actually meditating on the mysteries. I uh, you know this, this specific uh, Rosary Crusade for Life is going to be on the glorious mysteries, the resurrection, the ascension, the assumption, the, the uh, descent of the Holy Spirit and the, the crown of Our Lady. Uh, how important are those uh, in uh, our spiritual life to get to, to be meditating upon, Father? Well, if you think about it, you know, wherever you go, you always begin with the end. You know, before you grab the car keys, you know where you're going. You know, I'm going to H-E-B, or I'm going to work, you know, or I'm, go- I'm going to church. We always begin with the end. And that's what Jesus says in the Gospel, saying, seek first the kingdom of God. So, yes, the glorious mysteries are very, very important. That we know where we're going so we can fight the good fight and run the good race and persevere to the end and, and keep the faith. 
So, yes, the Glorious Mysteries are meditating on the wonderful kingdom of God that is coming. God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And to meditate on the Glorious Mysteries is really meditating on what's coming, the goal, the purpose of life. Amen. Now, Father, how can people uh, register for this event? Because I, I believe it's going to be virtual, correct? That's right. It's going to be uh, very virtual. Um, we have an event, right? The best way to to, to find it is to uh, go to our our website. So you can just Google St. Mary Magdalene uh, Parish, San Antonio, and it'll take us to uh, to our website. And right there is the uh, Rosary Crusade for Life, Glorious Mysteries, and and they'll they'll lead you through the steps of how to find us, uh, starting on Friday at seven o'clock at night. Amen. From 7 to 9, and then again Saturday morning from 9 to 2, is that correct? That's correct. So, yeah, Friday night will be a, a summary of what we've been doing so far. So this is obviously not the first crusade. <laughs> Thanks to the pandemic, it's all going to be right now kind of virtual. But we've been doing these crusades now for off and on for, for more than two years. And these crusades are, are, are the joyful mysteries, focusing really on the theology of the body. Um, and really the beginning of creation is, is so important to know that the conception is, deals with sexuality, and there's so much, obviously, confusion there, and there's need for clarity, uh, separating real love from fake love. And again, going back to our baptism, that's what's, what baptism is. Baptism is, is, is renouncing sin, renouncing the temptation of sin, and renouncing the devil, the father of lies, and renouncing fake love versus authentic love. So those are the joyful mysteries. And again, Friday we're going to give a summary of the joyful mysteries and then the luminous mysteries, which is really a theology of the soul, the theology of the mind. Put on the mind of Christ. Do not, be, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may discern what is the will of God. And that's, that deals with, with community and common good, how we're all called to be many, many members, you know, and we need community. We need that networking together. So it's just, again, looking at um, authentic, authentic community and uh, authentic hope versus the false hope of the world and the, the sins of the world governed by, by gravity and greed and false promises. And so, again, that's the luminous mysteries, and that's what we'll be learning on Friday. And, and then, finally, the sorrowful mysteries we'll be learning about on, on Friday. About um, And that's the theology of the human spirit, the human heart, and how easily the heart can get hardened with all our anger, resentment, pride. And these are really the sins of Satan. And this is, this is the foolish faith of putting all our faith in ourselves and idols, um, pride, lies. And so, yeah, having the heart of Christ full of humility and confidence and obedience in the will of God. And so we meditate on the sorrowful mysteries, doing the will of God even to the cross. And at that point, we're meditating on society, society being faithful. Faithful to the truth that leads us ultimately to God. And, the, and the, the goal of faith is salvation. So that's what we meditate on. Well, that's what we're going to be learning about on Friday. It's a summary of what I just talked about. And then we'll have a panel discussion on Friday. And then, right, then all day Saturday from 9 to 2 will be focused on the glorious mysteries. Wow, amazing. I'm loving this. Uh, and I want I, I think I've said this to you before. I would love to build this Rosary for Life crusade into something that one day we pack the Alamo Dome. With oh, wow. That's right. We do. We, we share that, that dream together, and we pray it's God's dream. That's absolutely. Um, I see on your flyer here that it says raising up an army to build. Yeah. Why is it so important to be part of Our Lady's army? I've heard many analogies to Our Lady being... Obviously, she's the queen of heaven. She also has an army headed by St. Michael and all the angels. Why is it so important to do what she says, which is pray the rosary every day? We ignore the th- she comes every time she appears in every apparition. What's the one thing she always says? Pray, pray the rosary, make, rep- make reparation. 
Father, why is it so important that we be part of this army of Our Lady? You know, if you think about it, every the Lord's Prayer ends with deliver us from evil. We're in a major war between good and evil, between heaven and hell, and everyone has the free will to choose. And obviously God chooses heaven for all of us because he loves us, but he can't force us into marriage. He can't force us to love it. It requires our free will, and there's, there's consequences to our choices. And if we put our hand in fire, we're going to get burned. And, and she weeps. You know, and Our Lady of Fatima in August, when she appeared to these three visionaries, she, she said, many souls fall into the fires of hell because no one's praying for them. No one's offering mm-hmm. sacrifice. And so finally the great miracle comes in October, and we see the sun coming down, and people think it's the end of the world. They think they're all going to die. Right. And then, of course, the sun goes back into orbit. And it is a beautiful sign that Our Lady is definitely chosen by God. She is so powerful. And, of course, Satan is so scared of her and afraid of her, because there's no contradiction between the will of God and the will of Mary. That's right. There is, it's really the unity of two hearts. And mm-hmm. so, right, she, she uses this very simple, and again, you know, Jesus is rejoicing, and, and during, like, like Luke chapter 11, he's re- rejoicing because um, he's got, that God has revealed the secrets of the kingdom of God to the simple, and that the rosary is very simple. Mm-hmm. Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory be, meditate on the life of Jesus. I mean, yes. that's that's the rosary. But by obviously meditating on Jesus, there's no beginning, there's no end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's everything, and he's infinite and eternal, and he's, he's obviously the victor. So, but right, we do have an enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and his one of his powerful weapons, again, with distraction, is lies. He wants, he pollutes us with all kinds of lies. Lies about ourselves, lies about others, lies about, lies about God. And again, so the, the hope of this crusade is that we're meditating through Scripture and obviously these mysteries, trying to use the sword of the Spirit to separate the culture of life from the culture of death. And so, yes, we definitely need an army to wake people up from the culture of death. And they make that big U-turn, repent, renounce, and fully believe and build up the culture and kingdom of life. And that's an army. Amen, amen. Uh, if you're just tuning in right now, part four, the glorious mysteries, the Rosary for Life Crusade, will, this be, will be this coming Friday, uh, Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And if you search for St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church in San Antonio, if I go to the website, there'll be a button there for you can register for the event. Uh, sign up. It is a free event, and I would encourage you to share that with your friends and family. I'm sure there's a way on Facebook you can put a link out there, folks, and get everybody to partake in this wonderful, wonderful Rosary for Life crusade. Uh, I, I would hope uh, that we would blow up the servers with people registering for your event, Father, because I do believe that you are a wonderful jewel uh, here. You know, as you speak, you know, again, I don't have a clue because I wasn't there with St. Anthony and when he started uh, preaching and teaching at that event, but uh, you remind me of what uh, <laughs> he would be like uh, because when you start speaking, you're, you're my, I jokingly say, you're my E.F. Hutton. When you start speaking, I get quiet, Father Will. Uh, now, there's young people on, on the radio who are thinking, oh, yeah. what in the world, E.F. Hutton? <laughs> there was a commercial that used to to, to go right. like this. When oh, yeah, E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen, and they would have all the people just stop and listen to it. So Richard's saying that you you're just fantastic. I think I agree with you, um, Richard, that he is fantastic. And uh, I I think this is the perfect opportunity. We're talking about a virtual. You don't even have to get dressed up, right, Father? I mean, you can just that's right. Stay in your pajamas. That's right. <laughs> you can be as but no, lazy don't, as don't, you want to. Stay awake. <laughs> put on better yet, put on your armor, the armor of God. So. Oh, that's fantastic, Father. Now we run across people all the time who will argue that uh, there's no real need to go to Our Lady. It's always mm. 
a straight shot to Jesus. And, and we mentioned on our, our last show, uh, the, uh, the, the two most, my two most favorite books of Our Lady are True Devotion to Mary and uh, The Glories of Mary by St. Alvansis Liguori. Tell us why it's so necessary that we go to Jesus through Mary. Yes, because of the incarnation, because of the humanity of Jesus. We, the only way to get to the divinity of God is through the humanity of Jesus, but the only way to get to the humanity of Jesus is through Mary, okay. because God became flesh and dwelt first in the sacred uh, dwelling place, the sacred temple, and in the heart and with her, yes, and then in the womb of Mary. And, and that's exactly what the culture of death does. The culture of death separates the body from the soul. Mm-hmm. And obviously when the, the body, the soul leaves the body, that, that's, the, the body's dead. And so the culture of death is all about separating the body from the soul and separating humanity from God. And that's what's so powerful about the incarnation and this fiat of our Blessed Mother who says, Behold the hand, slave of the Lord, let it be done to me according to thy word. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. The power of the Most High shall overshadow you. And our perfect amen, let it be so. And the word became flesh. These two were united, heaven and earth. And this, this union of body and soul that we have in this life will come to an end. But in Christ Jesus, right, it's the resurrection life. But that means we must embrace the humanity of Jesus. And Jesus comes to us through Mary. So likewise, we need to come to Jesus through Mary. Amen, amen, amen. Father, you know, one of the things I've, I find myself uh, doing is I'm in front of guys all the time who don't always get it with the rosary. When you find yourself in front of men that don't uh, understand the rosary, what, what's one quick tip uh, that you could uh, that you uh, use to, to share with them the beauty of the rosary? Well, one that's coming to mind right now is this Moore's Law. I don't know if you're familiar with Moore's Law. Is is that he predicted back in the 1960s that every every two years that computers are going to double, double in speed, double in capacity, and it's called the age of acceleration. That as computers are going faster and faster and faster and faster, so are we. And so we don't have time. You know, we, we don't have time. We don't have time to listen. We don't have time for one another. We don't have time for God. We don't even have time for ourselves. We don't have time to love. And that's exactly, you know, B-U-S-Y can stand for being under Satan's yoke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so we need to put on the brakes <laughs> and slow down. Where are we going? What good is it going 90 miles per hour if we're going the wrong direction? We need that's to right. slow down, look on the big map of life. I am the way, the truth, and life. Come and follow me. And again, that's what's so beautiful about the rosary. And, you know, I find I take deeper breaths when I take the rosary. It's a wonderful <laughs> way to slow down and receive God's gift of peace put things in perspective you can see clearly where you're supposed to be going absolutely absolutely and and we have to be reminded that there are people in this world who are very busy including saint uh john paul ii who prayed the whole rosary every day and he had a lot to do so if he can do it i think we can do it right father yeah absolutely oh it makes a big difference yeah yeah haste makes waste but but um Instead, we can choose grace, which is full of grace, which is, is the beautiful gift that Our Lady gives us. And it really is uh, from Our Lady, Our Blessed Mother. And, and so, yeah, thanks to you know, Father Don Calloway. He's written some great books on the rosary, yes. really showing the history of the rosary. And it really is from, from God, this beautiful gift. 
I totally agree. Amen, amen. You know, Father, I said, you know, usually what we do after our show, when we go off the air, we take a little bit longer on our Facebook page and social media. So I, and I know you're incredibly busy. You just came back from your funeral. Might you have a few a few minutes after our show to, spare, to share with us? Um, oh, sure. Bit? Okay, sure. great, great, great. Also, again, if you're just tuning in right now, we're speaking with Father Will Combs. Uh, you can see that image that we have of him <laughs> There's a really cute image of you, media. Father, on Facebook. <laughs> you're, you're laughing. It's he doesn't like know in it. motion. <laughs> well, there's a great picture of you father on on the screen right now so we're getting to look at your image right now yeah so. <laughs> and, and if people tune in after we go off the air we're going to share with our listeners our viewers i should say on facebook how we actually first met father Will. but now we're going to share that right now but we got about <laughs> uh, let's say a minute and a half left to go um and i'm going to ask you to uh in about 30 seconds to maybe a minute to give us uh, a final blessing uh for our on-air listeners but the rosary I know this is a quick one, but what does a rosary mean to you, Father? Mm. Well, I, I love my, my mom. I love my mother, Mary. And <laughs> uh, I lost my mom two years ago, so even more so. I'm so Aww. close to our Blessed Mother, and I constantly place myself in her immaculate heart. And, and yes, I want to give her roses. <laughs> so the beautiful way to give roses is this, is this rosary. It's just a crown of roses. And to crown, I love crowning our mother. I love when we have coronations. I love May, you know, May crowning. <laughs> That's right. But we were called to crown our blessed mother, not just in May, but every day mm-hmm. through the gift of the rosary. So, I, I, yes, it's my wonderful way to touch Mary with, through the beads and stay close to my blessed mother. Amen. I love that. Probably going to replay that over and yeah, over awesome. and over again. So, Father, uh, before we get going, uh, could you part a blessing upon us and all of our listeners and viewers out there right now? Oh, I'd love to. And again, you know, just the Revelation. So that's going to be Saturday. We're going to look at the glorious mysteries through the book of Revelation, which means to, to reveal, which means to open the curtain. So I invite you all right now to open your hearts as we open the curtain, to open the doorway of heaven. Heavenly Father, it is your divine will that heaven come down to earth, that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is into heaven. To that end, release your Holy Spirit. That Pentecost may be brought to fulfillment, as St. Anthony of Padua says, that Pentecost be brought fulfillment in us, that we indeed become soldiers of this great culture of life, of our Lord and our Lady. Release the good news that we may live the mysteries and become like Jesus and our Lady, light for the world. And may Almighty God bless you in this great journey to God's kingdom. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right, folks, just hold on for a little bit. We're going to continue on with the after party in just a few seconds. Howdy, Guadalupe Radio Network listeners. This is Richard Reyna. The 2019 Summer Sherathon is coming at us really quickly. And its theme is celebrating 20 years. Can you believe it? 20 years of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Please keep the success of the Sherathon in your prayers. And don't forget to call in your pledge of support, helping to keep your airwaves Catholic. And has Catholic Radio made a difference in your life? If so, please let us know. God bless you. 
Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Real Mission Media for their support of our mission to help save souls for the greater glory of God. For more information, find them on the web at realmissionmedia.com. That's R-E-E-L missionmedia.com. Don't rely on Uncle Bob to record your dance moves with his new smartphone. Prayerfully consider hiring Real Mission Media. You can also find out more information about Real Mission Media on YouTube. That's R-E-E-L Mission Media. Hi, this is Archbishop Gustavo. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. May the Holy Spirit, uh, source of all purity, communicate His purity to you. May the Holy Spirit keep your body, your soul, your whole being pure and without stain. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Viva Cristo Rey. Your 24-hour-a-day source of Catholic inspiration. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.